And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post-game show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop, 2013 Danforth Avenue in the east end of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew, and as a wise man once said, tell them that I sent you. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call 416-917-4833 to book your appointments now. Wrap it up, fans. What is really good? How is everybody doing today? This is the Wrap It Up podcast, as mentioned. My name is Sheldon Alexander, and your Toronto Raptors are winners. They start off the playoffs on a good note. And you know what? As Raptors fans, I'm not even going to let people feel a certain way about that. I'm going to allow people to feel okay about that because at the end of the day, as Raptors fans, we've all been through a lot. We've been through a lot of different playoff game ones, no? People are still a little shook, I'd say. Or not shook, but nervous a little. Because it wasn't that long ago that we remember DJ Augustine, right? But hey, it's a new day. It's a new day in Raptorland. They learned their lesson from last year, and everything is cool. Everything is all right. Your Toronto Raptors are big winners as they get off on the right foot, as they win 134-110 to against the Brooklyn Nets in Game 1 of their first-round series. And this is a weird playoff. I know the Raps are the home team, but it's, it's in the bubble, in bubble life. And... Let's be serious on a few fronts here. First and foremost, huge shouts to Freddie. Fred Van Vliet Jr. Or Sr., my bad. Well, shouts to Jr. too, why not? But shouts to Freddie Sr., who balled out of his mind in this game. Right off the bat, we'll get to that. Freddie, just 30 and 10. Or sorry, what he finished with? 30 and 11, pardon me. But my guy having the biggest game arguably a point guard has ever had in Raptors franchise history 30 and 11 the first ever player in Raptors uniform to put up 30 and 10 in a playoff game huge night career night in points 8 of 10 from 3 and this stat is crazy to me the Raps hit a team record 22 threes Fred Van Fleet assisted or scored on 15 of them that, my friends, is work. But thank you guys for tuning in to the Wrap It Up podcast. I know we're doing things a little bit different today, and you know I'll explain why, what's going on, in case people were wondering, where was I on the live? I was at work. You know, obviously, these are crazy times with all these games being compacted into bubbles and day playoff games and all these things, and my normal day job, it's adjusted some things as well. And so with all these day games, not only just in the NBA, but with the NHL, I've been brought back into the office to work on our day, like our daily updates. So I'm at work every day doing that. And today it was, I was at work doing the post show for the actual Raptors game. So that's why I wasn't able to do wrap it up right away. But as promised, if I can figure out a way to get it done, we will just do it in a different form. And so we're here. 
I said it would be somewhere around 9 o'clock p.m. And hey, get home, try to get something to eat, then put up the feed, make sure everything's running. And then here we are to enjoy and discuss a Raptors victory. 134 to 110. And you know what? It wasn't just all smooth sailing. It, it was for the most part. And shouts to the people. We still did this normally where we're streaming it. So if you are live on Instagram right now, live on Twitter right now, live on Facebook or on YouTube, huge shouts to you. Don't hesitate to send in your comments and questions and we will do our best to get to all of those comments because at the end of the day, this is your podcast, Raptors fans. We are here for you to get your comments and questions on everything that is the Toronto Raptors. So tell us what you think. Is Freddie earning the bag already? Are people that fired up and ready to give Freddie all the money after just one game in the playoffs? Either way, send us your comments and questions and we will read those. And of course, if you don't get the podcast live, know that you got us covered and you can do this on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, even YouTube. Like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Get it in audio form. Get it in video form. Listen to it on your phone. Listen to it on your TV. You can stream us now. That's crazy. Technology. 2020. It's crazy, isn't it? But yes, here we are. 134-110. And let's start from the very beginning. And I want to know people's opinions on the anthem. I thought that was really cool. Uh, Jesse Reyes did the national anthem for the Toronto Raptors. And let's be serious. I mean, she did it from the top of the CN Tower. Like, I was watching it live, and as we were sitting there, I was sitting with a bunch of other people in our newsroom, obviously, and as we saw it, I didn't know how to feel, because I was kind of, like, taken aback by it, like, wow, like, what is actually happening right now? And it looked really cool. Credit to her for doing that. Huge shouts to her, because if you go online, you'll notice that she also did the American National Anthem as well from up there. They didn't broadcast that, but... That is available as well on social media. But it's a really cool look. And if you talk to the players or you watch the players or seen what Nick Nurse was saying after the game, they all thought it was pretty cool too. It was a really good look. It was, I mean, whoever came up with that idea, that's one of those things where someone pitches that in a boardroom meeting. It's like, hey, I got this crazy idea. What if we get someone on the top of the CN Tower to sing the national anthem? It just sounds so outlandish. It doesn't even sound like something that would be possible. But yet, it was done. And it was great. It looked cool. It was very Toronto. It was very O Canada. It was a cool look. Let me know what you guys think about that in the comments. I'll read some of those comments later on. But from the national anthem and just the boss look that that was, to the Toronto Raptors having their starting lineups introduced by friends and family, which was something that was done first by the Phoenix Suns. But the Raptors did it, and it was pretty fun. I mean, Gasol's fam Gasol's kids were super cute. Um, OG, whoever the family member was for OG, was very on brand for OG and calm and cool, right? Um, but Kyle's kids, Freddie's kids, it was awesome for Freddie because you know the the video that came out a couple weeks ago of uh, his little ones watching him play on TV. And, and, and yelling, daddy, daddy, while they watched them play. So that was kind of cool. Like, my memory went immediately back to that video. So to see the introductions, that was pretty cool tonight as well. And then Kyle's kids just stole the show. 
That was awesome. I don't know if they rehearsed that. I don't know how long it took, but that was incredible. The introductions of Kyle Lowry's kids. And it was cool to see that Kyle Lowry, when they cut to him on the court watching it, he loved it too. And that was really awesome. And that was really cool to see. And, you know, we know how we know how close, obviously, Kyle Lowry is to his kids. His kids are always front and center, whether it was on the podium, when the Raps won the championship, or even just after each game, seeing Kyle in post-game interviews, always being with the son. That was really cool to see. So you know the special bond there is there already. And so to have them do the intros like that, and I'm guessing the players didn't know that was happening, what a great surprise. And... I'll say this about Kyle Lowry. Maybe he could have used that extra bit of juice to start the game. Because if we go back to last year's playoffs, right? We remember that all the hype coming in, everyone's talking championship. There's no way the Raps could lose game one to the Orlando Magic, right? Well, if you remember, DJ Augustine comes out, drops 25 points. Kyle Kyle Lowry answered with zero And the Raptors lost game one. If you remember the last play, the the play to ice it, it was a pick and roll between Mark Gasol and Kawhi Leonard on defense, and there was some miscommunication there, and DJ Augustine buries a three to, to ice the game. Raptors go down in game one, the familiar story that we've seen so many times over. But no one was really worried about that series, right? We all knew that the Raps were going to win that series easily, and they proceeded to just dummy them and win four straight after that win in five. So I bring that up to say, last year, we all know that even though it didn't turn out to be a big deal, it was just annoying. And so Kyle Lowry getting any extra juice, even if it was from his kids doing the intros... Raps and Raptors fans will kindly take that. And let's be honest, Kyle Lowry came out in this game super aggressive. Him and Fred Van Fleet, you could tell, we know we've talked about it all season long. For the Raptors to be successful in the playoffs, they're going to have to push the pace. They're going to have to play up and down. It's going to be guard-driven Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Fleet getting out and setting the pace, setting the tempo, getting a lot of paint touches, and letting their offense flow through that. And early on, it was a lot of Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Fleet. And the Raps got off to an early 7-0 run, 10-2 start for the Raps. You had Kyle getting offensive rebounds. You had Kyle finding Pascal Siakam on the leak out. And I'll be honest, that was a first sign to me that this was going to be a really good look for the Raps. Because it's been a while since we've seen the Kyle Lowry leak out pass to Pascal Siakam for the breakaway layup or dunk. We hadn't seen that in a while, and we saw that tonight. And if you go back to the glow-up of Pascal Siakam, that used to happen at least, I'd say, two or three times a night where Pascal would get an easy bucket just because he's running the floor. And obviously now the profile, his, his name is more out there, so there's more attention on him, of course. But it doesn't hurt every once in a while to get an easy bucket, especially if you're Pascal and and you've been looking for a way to kind of get more easy looks, right? Everything can't just be in the half court and he's there dribble, 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 trying to take his guy and go into the basket and it's just too much. So get out on the break, get out in transition. It was a good sign to see early. And then for Pascal, what do we see? You start inside, 
Then you step out, knock down a three. And it was great to see the Raptors offense early on as their first six field goals, five of them were assisted on. That's just ball movement. And the game plan early, you could tell, push the tempo on offense and on defense, they were going to swarm Karis LeVert. Whether it was Kyle, whether it was Fred, as soon as he got a touch and crossed half court, it was pressure defense. They were going to force him to be a ball handler, force him to play against the pressure and really try to drive and make plays. But you would have to do it under pressure. And it was a good game plan because obviously since Levert entered the bubble, you got to know that obviously without no KD, no Kyrie, no Spencer Dimwitty, a lot of their scoring has to go through him. And, and to be averaging 25-7-5 in the bubble, solid numbers. So the Raps... Definitely with a very good look in terms of pressuring him and trying to make things difficult for Karis LeVert as he is their go-to guy at this point. So we talked about the defense. We talked about Kyle and Fred pushing the offense. The other part that needs to be mentioned is this turned out to just the Raptors running and gunning and Fred and Kyle basically having a deep dagger three contest. As the both of them did not hesitate at all to take and make deep threes. <laughs> and we always talk about the Kyle Lowry in transition three, where he comes down early in the game and shoots it in rhythm, the deep three. And when that goes in, it's a sign of a good game for Kyle Lowry, and it's a sign of a good game for the Toronto Raptors. Well, him and Freddie, they had it going. And on top of that, once those guys get things going, it opens things up for Siakam. And you got to give him credit because he had 10-7 and 7 in the first quarter, but he was super active. And getting seven rebounds, or it might have even been eight in the first quarter, that's incredible. That's just showing that you're all over the place. You are, you are mentally ready, you are physically ready to start the playoffs. And Pascal's strength is the fact that his motor He's active all the time on both ends of the floor. So that obviously was an incredible thing to see. Raps got out to a great start. They finished the first quarter on a 19-8 run, led by 17 points, 37-20. Pascal had 10, Kyle Lowry with 8. And what that does, when you're leading the first quarter by 17 points, it allows Nick Nurse to do, to do some things, like get Matt Thomas some early minutes in the second quarter. Rondé also got in early minutes. Matt Thomas, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, Norm, Kyle, and Serge. The reason for that, you're up 17 early. You're going to take advantage of the cushion that allows you to play some of your bench guys. Because again, something to keep an eye on throughout this entire playoff run is your star player's minutes. Dame Dalla, if you look at it, what that man was doing the last week, three games in five nights, Correct me if I'm off by a point or not, but a 60-piece, a 50-piece, and a 40-piece <laughs> in three games in five nights is insane. And playing 40-some-odd minutes in three games in five nights, also insane. Those two things would never, they would rarely happen in the regular season, much less to happen in the playoffs. So now when you're saying every other night you're going to be playing a game, if you can sneak in some bench minutes because you have a blowout, you're going to do that. 
and the Raps being up 17 at the end of the first quarter allowed Nick Nurse to get some early minutes for Matt Thomas and Rondé, which, you know, piece by piece, every little bit helps. So, as mentioned, second quarter, Lowry and Freddie taking turns, the deep daggers. The backcourt was doing whatever they wanted to do. They were still getting paint touches. They were still shooting whatever threes from wherever they wanted to. And the Raps were up by as many as 33 points. Fred Van Fleet started the game 6 of 8 from 3. He had 14 points in the second quarter. He, It was crazy to start when you think of being 6 of 6 from the floor, 4 of 4 from 3. He missed his first shot basically at the very end of the second quarter. It's just a great start for Fred Van Vliet. And 73-51, the Raptors led at the half. And 11 first half threes tied a playoff record for the Raps. Fred Van Vliet, as mentioned, finished that first half 6 of 8, but he had 16 points and 8 assists. That is high-level point guard play from Fred Van Vliet. And with all the people, you know, there's going to be a lot of eyes on Freddie. I saw a lot of Knicks fans on Twitter hoping that the Knicks would throw whatever bag it takes to get Fred Van Vliet. Obviously, you know, the Bulls are probably going to try to throw some money to get Freddie. And of course, the Raps are going to want to keep him. But this is going to be the key to me in terms of if I'm the Raptors, how much money I'm giving them, if I'm giving them the max bag, it's going to come down to consistency. I'm not saying that you got to hit Obviously, I'm not saying you got to hit eight threes every night. That's ridiculous, right? Nobody's saying that. But what's the follow-up game? And, of course, this is the Nets. What's going to happen next series? So the the Fred Van Fleet story is going to be an interesting one to follow throughout the playoffs. Can he be consistent? And then what happens in the big boy games? And let's be honest, it's a playoff game. So, yes, this was a big boy game. But it was still the Nets, right? We want the Raps to take care of business, and they did that in the first half. Then the second half started, and I'm not going to really harp on the Raps too much because you were up by 22 at the break. Of course, the Nets are a team that we know plays hard. We discussed that in our previews, and if you haven't checked out any of our previews, head to the YouTube page for sure. Just search Sheldon Alexander. Get caught up in all the things we were talking about in terms of not just the Raptors playoff series, but NBA wide. But one of the things we talked about was this Nets team, they play hard. And it's not going to be a thing where they just give up or it's not going to be a thing where they hang their heads and, you know, they're just upset. And so they quit. It's not going to be a one, two, three Cancun situation. They're going to keep playing. That's just the style of play. That's how they're they're kind of building this new wave of their organization. And let's be honest, Jacques Vaughn, that's how he played in the league. So to see them make this crazy run, they started that third quarter 10 of 15 from the floor. Karis LeVert, I mean, he started to get it going. He made a crazy and one to cut it to 10 points. I think, in fact ended up being a 27-12 run by the Nets to cut the lead to 8 points. And I would have loved to, you know, if we were doing it right after, because I feel like now people have had a lot of time to kind of relax and chill out and realize it wasn't that bad. But I'd love to go to the moment that it was cut to 8 and what Raptors fans were thinking. Were they thinking the tortured Toronto fan? Oh no, 
here comes the, the comeback? Or were they thinking, oh no, we're used to what this Raptors team is now, and we're not going to blow a 30-point lead, 30-plus point lead in the playoffs, are we? <laughs> but it was close there for a bit. But credit to this team in the championship DNA to not get flustered, to not get bogged down, to just continue to play and grind it out on defense until your shots started falling again. And I'm saying shots starting fall, starting to fall again, and basically Freddie's shot never stopped falling. As even in the second half, he just continued to bomb away from threes. And it was incredible to see. But there's a couple other people we got to show some love to. Because here's the thing. Yes, Brooklyn makes a run. Raptors hold on. Fourth quarter, they blow up the lead once again. And as mentioned, Fred Van Fleet started the game. But there's some other people we got to show some love to here as well. And it's the bench. It's led by Serge Ibaka. Serge Ibaka put up, I don't know if you call it a quiet 22-7, and seven, but when I looked at the box score at the end of the game, I thought, Oh, shit, Serge at 22? Didn't even realize that. 22-7 and seven for Serge off the bench, 8-14 from the floor, and even if I add in Gasol's 13 points, 5 rebounds from Mark Gasol, 4-8 of eight from the floor, that is great production from your big guys. And that is also taking advantage of the fact that the Nets and most other teams in this modern NBA don't have a traditional big guy anymore. But the Raptors two bigs are vets they are guys that you can dump it into them in the post and they will take advantage of the mismatch and you saw the raps do that in this game Gasol was super aggressive early he had a solid game Serge Ibaka obviously mentioned he had a solid game as well and when you're getting that level of production from both of those bigs it's great to see and as I watched a bit of the Celtics game the Celtics versus Sixers it made me think about what the Raps are going to do in a potential matchup against the Celtics because the Celtics don't really have a traditional big and I'm watching the Sixers struggle to make an entry pass to Joel Embiid in crunch time. And we talked about the problems that I think are going on within that Sixers group, which it just seems off. But watching that game late and watching there, there were plays where like Marcus Smart was on Embiid and they didn't even throw him the ball. They couldn't get an entry pass to Joel Embiid. Well, I think about the Raptors, and they won't have that problem. But how much will the Raptors use their advantage of the two big guys against the Celtics in a potential matchup? These are just some things to pay attention to as we look forward to the next series. Because I will also point out the early minutes that Serge and Marc Gasol played together in this game. And could that be a sign of things to come Later on in the playoffs, we'll keep an eye, right? We'll keep an eye. We try to look for trends. But yes, as mentioned, the Bigs played a great game. Serge Ibaka, great game off the bench. But Terrence Davis, it was a kind of a rough go for TD in the bubble, right? It looked like Matt Thomas passed him in the depth chart. So if you think about it, in terms of your bench, you have Serge and Norm. Rondé was the eighth man. And then Matt Thomas as the ninth man. Terrence Davis becomes the 10th man off the bat. Like that is, you're deep down there. But in a game where Norm really didn't give the Raps much in terms of energy, he had he was two of four, two of three from three-point land, 
only three rebounds, but not much energy in terms of the normal pace that Norm sometimes checks in the game and, and gives the Raptors. Terrence Davis provided that when Nick Nurse turned to him late in the game. In that fourth quarter to kind of answer the run made by the Nets, great play by OG, great play by Terrence Davis, and Serge continued to do what he does. But I bring up Terrence Davis because it was a trend. You know, some people think, oh, well, what was the big deal of the last two seeding games, right, in the restart against uh, who'd the Raptors play last? They played against Nuggets. And remember, Terrence Davis got the start. Matt Thomas had a pretty good game before that as well. And now you see why those things are important. Because you never know what's going to happen in the playoffs. And Nick Nurse... He's one to shuffle his lineups. So if he turned to Norm in the first half and didn't really get what he needed from Norm in terms of energy-wise, sometimes you're just looking for a spark because the team looks kind of stale or disinterested. All right, I'm going to throw it Terrence Davis. You know that he has... If you're Terrence Davis, you know how you're going to get minutes. That's being active. That's hitting the glass. 12 minutes, my guy had 11 points and four rebounds. Four rebounds as a guard. That means you're showing intensity, you're getting out there, and you're making sure that you put your footprint on the game. So huge shouts to them. Overall, seven Raptor players in double figures, which is crazy to think about, but that's also probably how the Raps are going to be successful long-term come the playoffs. It's going to be the sum of the parts being greater than the whole. Nope, that's the wrong way to phrase that. <laughs> The whole being b bigger than the sum of the parts. That's it. Well, I'm tired, guys. I had a long day, okay? I get a pass, no? I can get a bit of a pass. It's been a long day. But either way, the point remains, the Raptors team did the job. If you look at Pascal Siakam's shooting numbers, 4 of 13, not that great, but still guts out 11 rebounds, finding other ways to impact the game. 18 points, got his way to 18. Not mad at that at all. OG Ananobi, as mentioned, he had a great second half in terms of he was just impactful. There was that one great play where OG got the rebound, spun off a dude, and almost dunked it, but kind of laid it up. Just a great play from OG. He had a solid game. Talked about Marcus Gasol. Talked about Kyle Lowry just getting off to that great start. And if you paid attention to early on, when uh, one of our Ball on Blast previews, we talked about Kyle Lowry being the most important Raptor. If you think about it, he came out early and set the tone. That's what we mean. If he comes out and leads the way, that's how the Raptors are going to be successful. They're going to follow Kyle Lowry's lead. And the thing about Kyle Lowry to pay attention to and what he tries to do now is help the Raps close out quarters. If you learned anything from last season, that was one of the biggest keys to the Raptors' success was Kawhi Leonard's ability and knowledge of just how to close a quarter, making sure he's getting buckets or he's in control of what's going on. If you paid attention over the last few games, Kyle Lowry has done such a good job of doing that exact same thing, whether it's going for the two-for-ones, whether it's making sure he gets to the foul line so he can get free throws, i.e. free points. <laughs> as he was 7 for 7 from the line, that's a key. So solid game from Kyle Lowry. Solid game all around, minus the scare of the third quarter, which, let's be honest, I'll accept that lapse from the Raps because you were blown them out. Job well done. 
still ended in a blowout anyways. Game one, ain't nobody talking about a game one curse, right? So let's get some comments here because this is what this podcast is all about. Hearing from you, the fans. So again, shouts to anybody who is streaming this right now live on Facebook, live on Twitter, live on YouTube, or on Instagram. I will take your comments and questions, please, and thank you. Let's start with the OGs on IG. And as we get into the chat here, Ragul says, even though Siakam had 18 points, it was terrible. See, I'm not going to say that it's terrible because one of the things I will give a lot of players credit for, especially star players, when you're the man at the top of the, you know, the food chain, you're coming into a scouting report. And you're at the top of that scouting report. So Pascal got 18 points and it was bad. It was a bad shooting night for him. But sometimes if you go back to last year, you'll see this happen with good players. They figure out a way that they're still going to find a way to get to 20. And he got to 18. So was his shot selection? I thought his shot selection wasn't bad. Did he have a good offensive night? No, but he found a way to get the job done. And I like the fact that he didn't force too much because Freddie had it going because Kyle had it going and he kind of let that happen. And he, I thought he let the offense come to him for the most part. And I was okay with that. Uh, Glow girl smile says, not going to lie. I was nervous in the third quarter. Yeah. I think a lot of people, if they're being honest, they would agree and say that they were probably nervous as well because the way that it happened was so quick. It was so quick. And because there are dudes that you might not even know who they are, but they were getting buckets. <laughs> but give the Raps credit because at the end of the day, they found a way to keep things maintained, just to maintain. So let's see. Uh, let's see. K2's Garnett says NBA refs are so ridiculous. I mean, yeah, get used to that. That's a normal trend. Uh Freddie is one of four to at least have 30 points and 10 assists and eight threes. Steph Curry, Damian Lillard, and Chris Paul have done it in the playoffs. That is a great stat. Not bad at all, Mr. Fred Van Vliet. A great night for Freddie. And it's it's good to see him get off to a good start like that. But now it's going to be about consistency. Not mad about that at all. Great night for Freddie. As someone says, bet on yourself. Freddie wants that bag. <laughs> uh diaz says bruh i was never worried throughout the entirety of the game if anything i was just hoping the nets get put out of their misery quick and get the starters some load management i agree as well i was hoping that the raps would be able to you know at least get to the third quarter and still be up 20 and then let their guys take some time off that would have been key but Minutes still weren't really too bad in this game. I mean, Van Fleet and Kyle were at 38 and 39, respectively. Siakam only played 31 minutes. So you'd like that to be, you know, for Freddie and Kyle, you'd probably like that to be a little bit less. But knowing that now it's playoff time and you're probably going to want one of those guys on the floor at all times, it might be difficult to keep those guys under 40 minutes. So you're kind of going to take that in game one. Uh, by Noir says Serge is a low key six man of the year. <laughs> I mean, he might be the Raptor six man of the year, 
But if you go out west, there's Lou Will and Montrez, who are both averaging, I think, like 18 a night, which is pretty insane. Uh, what else is going on here? And says, TD plays better with a little adversity. Nick held him back, and he balled out. It's a pretty interesting point. If you look back at the entirety of Terrence Davis's short career, it has been a theme when... You know, Nick Nurse kind of lets him go. And then once he struggles, you're going to see the bench. And then when given the next opportunity, my guy shows out. And he picked a great time to show out in this playoff game. So huge shouts to TD for his performance in this game. Again, 11 points, 3 of 4 from the floor, and 4 rebounds for Terrence Davis. Uh, James says... James says, Shells, what up? Go Raps. Big time game. Big time game. Fly Miss says, wait, we're doing this now? <laughs> Question mark. Yes, we are doing this now. I was gonna, again, for people who might be tuning in just in the middle of this, the reason we're doing this late is because of the day games. I was at work during the day and we were actually, like, Sportsnet had the Raptor game. So I was working today and then working on the post-game show that came on after the Raptor game. So obviously that would mean that I can't do this show while I'm working on the actual game broadcast post-game show. So for this game and Wednesday's game, I'm going to do them at night when I get home, probably around nine o'clock. And then on Friday's game, we'll be fine. I'm off on Friday and then Sunday's game will be fine. Those two games will be normal, but for games one and two, We'll be doing them at night, a little bit different than normal, but then we'll be back to your regularly scheduled program, live and direct after each game. Uh, let's switch gears here and go to another uh, live stream here and get some comments. What are my people on Twitter saying? Uh, <laughs> this person says, I was disappointed that there would be no podcast tonight. Let's go. I said I'd try to make it. i try to make it. Try to got to give the people what they want. I know Raptors fans are fired up. Raptors fans are obviously excited for, you know, the playoff run, the title defense. Even though it's a it's a big win, you want to see the positive signs. You want to see Fred Van Fleet have a great game. You want to see Kyle get out to a good start. So, of course, I want to be here to talk about it with you guys. So, here we are. Logan says, got to be better in the third quarter. That's a championship quarter. Good start, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to react a little too much. I'm not going to react that much to what happened in the third quarter. As mentioned, they were off to such a great start. It was just, it was, the pendulum was bound to swing the other way for a bit. I was happy to see the Raptors' response that they didn't completely cave. So, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. Uh, here's a good comment. We all thought OG would defend Levert, but Nick Nurse, as always, surprised us and the Nets. I agree, and it was a great game plan if you think about it. Send your smaller, more peskier guards at him and with quickness and see if you can if you can rattle him. Can he make the, does he have the handle to get around the guards under control and then continue to make a play? And you saw it, that it threw him off early. And the reason why that's key if you're Nick Nurse and to get the little basketball nerd on here, but that's just Nick Nurse showing off different looks. Because one thing that the playoffs are so much about that we might forget about now, but if you go back and remember last year's playoffs, 
adjustments are so key. Things are going to happen in game one. Things are going to happen in game two. But by the time you get around to game three, game four, adjustments get made. And that's when the real series begins, right? So that was really cool to see Nick Nurse surprise everybody with Freddie and Kyle getting the defensive matchup on Karis LeVert. And it seemed to throw him off. It took the second half for the adjustment to come. And who knows, maybe later on, we'll see OG on him. But also you could see this being a minutes thing, right? Maybe because it was a blowout and the way things were going, you ease off. You just want to throw different looks at him. So that was really cool to see as well. Let's get some more comments here on Twitter. Uh, Lowry took three charges in the first half. That is a great point. Because Kyle Lowry doing the normal Kyle Lowry playoff things. Not only did my guy get off to a great start scoring-wise, not only did he get off to a great start in terms of leading the offense and pushing the tempo and just just setting, just taking charge of what's going on, but he was actually taking charges on the defensive end. And it was a blowout game. So imagine Kyle Lowry in a blowout taking mad charges. <laughs> and that's why Raptors fans love them some Kyle Lowry. Uh, Linda checks in and says, that's cool that you work on the show. You're a hard worker and you're still here with us. Um, I love basketball. And we talked about this a couple pods ago. I love Toronto. And I love basketball. And this is fun, right? It's fun to talk about the Raptors. And we talked about it more last year when, when we started this project. I always, as a Raptors fan, always wanted a place to discuss what just happened after crazy Raptor games. And I found that there wasn't really an outlet for that after each and every game. So we made one. It's kind of as simple as that. That was the genesis of it. We kind of did a test run a couple years ago in the playoffs when the Cavs were playing the Raps. And then it was, oh, maybe we'll do it every game next, the following season. That was a thought. And I remember sitting on the fence about doing it. And then the Raptors got Kawhi Leonard. And as the saying goes, the rest is history. So here we are now. And yeah, you know, like my job normally, I work on the Tim and Sid show. And they're kind of back and forth between being on TV and on the radio just because of the schedule and there being so many games. So with all these sports being back, as mentioned, I was reassigned to working during the day on our Sportsnet Central or update shows. And yeah, today's we're coming out of the Raptors game. So with that said, couldn't do the pod live. So much like today, Wednesday's game, I'll do the pod at night as well. But then after that should be back to our regularly scheduled program, doing the pod right after each game. So glad you guys are here because it's an adjustment, right? It's different. It's random. You probably got a notification and thought, wait, what's going on? Why are we doing this pod now? <laughs> but here we are. So thank you guys for tuning in for sure. And let me just get some comments here from YouTube. On YouTube, Don says, Fred looked like Steph Curry out there. That's actually pretty funny because to me, I was thinking Fred looks like he's playing against Steph Curry out there. <laughs> That's how Freddie was cooking. It was reminding me of Freddie going ham against the Warriors last year in the finals. Freddie was doing work. Tim checks in and says, Freddie making some money today. Again, I know this is going to be the theme of the whole playoffs every time Freddie has a good game, but it's about consistency. 
Because as we talk about Fred Van Vliet getting max money, the next thought is, well, are you getting Giannis? And then after that, even if you don't include Giannis, let's let's put Giannis off to the side because who knows who knows what's going to happen there? I don't know. I'm not even going to pretend to know what's going to happen with Giannis a year from now. But I will ask you this question. If your two max players, your two best players, are Fred Van Fleet and Pascal Siakam, do you think that you can contend for an NBA championship year in and year out if Fred Van Fleet and Pascal Siakam are your two max players? I'm not going to answer that question because I don't know the answer to that question. I have assumptions, but a lot of my opinion, I'll be honest, is going to be based on what happens in these playoffs. And it's not going to be swayed too much, right? Because I think like you have a pretty good sample size of what Freddie's done this season to know which way you want to lean. But if my guy continues to go ham like this, hey, pretty solid outing from Freddie and he he... He might be waiting for that bag indeed. Uh, more comments for Rico. Gonna get paid. <laughs> oh, man. Not Famous says, it's, Is it too early to say that the Raptors might finally win a playoff series against the Nets franchise? Okay, okay. They need three more wins. But they can do it. Let's go Raptors. Listen, the Raptors should take care of business against the Nets. Right? I'm just saying... Let's be serious here. The Nets, they play hard. So that will force the Raptors to also play hard. And that, I think, is a lot better than just having a blowout series in terms of you just smashing teams and there's no real pushback. So I think this will be good. You'll have to run up and down. You'll have to play defense. That's really what I want to see. Uh, more comments. Gordon says, the media wasn't giving Toronto any chance to win the second round or Denver any chance to win the first round. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. The Raptors in the second round against the Celtics, we have a lot of time to talk about that. I'm super excited to see that matchup, but I don't know. I think it's going to be super interesting. I really do think it's going to be interesting against the Celtics, but we got time to get there. And there's a lot of things that I want to see happen in between that. Like this net series is going to be key. And for me, I really want to see who's going to be consistent for the reps. Can Pascal have a consistent, you know, can he have consistent games in a row, multiple games in a row where he has, he looks good on the offensive end of the floor. Can Kyle Lowry hold up physically multiple games in a row? Can Fred Van Fleet, I'm not, again, I'm not asking him to do 30 and 11 because that's a big, big night. But can he consistently have solid games in a row? That's going to be the key. But it was off to a great start so far. So as of now, <laughs> Freddie's getting that bag. He's getting that max bag. <laughs> but what does game two have in store? We'll just have to wait and see. But that's going to be the one of the biggest conversations, regardless of what happens or how far the Raptors make it. It's going to be, do you give Fred Van Fleet the bag? After game one, 30 points, 8 of 10 from 3, and 11 assists. That's a max player outing in the playoffs, if you ask me. <laughs> so again, huge shouts to the Toronto Raptors as they win the first game of the playoffs, 134-110, to 110, to take a 1-0 lead in their series against the Brooklyn Nets. 
Fred Van Fleet, we talked about his big night, but he's the first Raptor ever with 30 and with at least 30 and 10 in a playoff game. That would be 30 points and 10 assists in a playoff game. Also at a career high, eight three-pointers. The Raps, this was a stat that got me and just showing how in control both he and Kyle Lowry were, but especially Freddie. Raptors hitting 22 threes, Fred Van Fleet scoring or assisting on 15 of those threes. That is an incredible stat, and that is a perfect place to wrap up this podcast. That just so happens to be called Wrap It Up. I didn't mean to do that. That's cheesy. <laughs> but the point remains. Thanks to you guys for tuning in. Huge shouts to the people on Instagram tuning in live. Huge shouts to you guys. Huge shouts to the people turning in tuning in on Twitter. Thank you for your comments and questions. Same to people on Facebook and YouTube. Really appreciate your comments because me being here, doing the show with you guys, this is why we do it. We decided to do it a couple hours later after the game and you guys are still here rocking out with me and I forever appreciate that for sure. And this is why we do it. People want to know why we do it. It's because even when we do it a few hours later, you guys are still here to rock with us because that's how strong the We The North Wave is. Why? Because the Raptors are the defending champs. And I should mention, I'm wearing the shirt, but I'll show you guys. If you can't see it, go to my Instagram or go to my Twitter page and you will see we got these shirts for the playoff run. I'm holding them up, so if you can't see them, you'll see them on the YouTube page. You'll see them on the Instagram page. They say, if you're reading this, we still champs. We got them in black. We got them in white. Why? Because the wave is here. The playoff wave. And it's just super facts. I, I should have my super facts hat on. But it is super facts. If you're reading this, we still champs. The raps are here. The raps are doing work. If you want a t-shirt, hit me up in the DMs. We can ship them out to you. 25 bucks for a t-shirt plus $5 shipping to ship it out to you. But let me know. Ride the wave. Support the wave that is this, the Wrap It Up podcast, the People's Podcast. We are here live after each and every Toronto Raptors game. And if you're not able to tune in live, we got you covered. Like and subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, and on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Because that alerts you whenever there's a new pod. Also, if you do it on YouTube... It alerts you when we're up live. Then you just hit the stream button. Boom. You can watch us on your TV. Also, if you want to go to the YouTube page, we've got a lot of different videos up there. The brand new YouTube page, if you want to go and check that out, got lots of stuff going on there. And, you know, we got previews of each and every series. We got previews of what's going to happen in this Raptor game. And there's just a lot more uh, shorter content if you want to get that as well. We got that on YouTube. But of course, like and subscribe. Follow me on Twitter at Shell Alexander and on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And you can get even more info there, even more Raptors goodness, content, basketball, all that fun stuff. We got you covered here on the Wrap It Up podcast. Again, my name is Sheldon Alexander. And as I always say, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps postgame show. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. Boom, blast.